0: Several years ago, my partner Liz and I were in Santa Barbara, California. She has several clients there, and so periodically we get to go out there on a business trip. It's tough duty, let me tell you. This particular trip, when we got to town, we went to our favorite beachside place to get a bite to eat. I picked up a copy of the Santa Barbara Independent, which is very similar to our Arkansas Times. The Independent contained some edgy articles and extensive coverage of the art scene in the Central California region. This particular issue piqued my interest because, in a big picture, right on the front was Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And in a corner, a box read, at the Arlington Theater tonight. I found the page with the information, and sure enough, he was speaking as part of a series sponsored by the University of California at Santa Barbara. Not thinking there was a chance in the world to get tickets, I called the number listed. There was one handicapped seat and one companion seat left in the entire theater. And because Liz travels in a wheelchair, we got them. As we made our way to the theater that evening, we talked about how fortunate we had been to have been in just the right place at just the right time. And in all honesty, we still talk about it today. The Archbishop's talk was sort of a modified discussion in which he had been provided with some advanced questions by some of the students at UCSB. And Archbishop Tutu talked extensively about his work with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa in the years following the end of apartheid there. At the end of the talk, the moderator thanked Bishop Tutu and said, you've done so much for your people and the world. Is there anything we here can do for you? The Archbishop stood silent for a moment, and then he leaned into the microphone and he said, How about we eliminate poverty? And he walked off the stage. Now let me tell you, that is not what that crowd of 2,500 mostly white, mostly very affluent people were expecting to hear. There was dead silence for a palpable period of time. He had turned them upside down. In today's gospel, we see Luke's version of the Beatitudes in which Jesus sort of turns the disciples' expectations upside down. This series of blessings and woes is very similar in a few ways to Matthew's more familiar, more expanded version. But it is also very different. I think Luke's Beatitudes are more pointed. Blessed are you who are poor now. Literally poor for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you who are hungry now, literally hungry, for you will be filled. Matthew's version is a little softer. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. you hear the difference? Another interesting thing to me is that in Matthew, Jesus goes up onto the mountain and begins to speak sort of down over the crowd. Think in another, of another similar image in Exodus. God lived on the mountain in a thick cloud of smoke And that's where he spoke from, and he spoke only to Moses. Very foreboding and kind of mysterious. And the people were afraid. In Luke, however, Jesus comes right down onto a level place. Right in the middle of the people. He came down, stood on a level place, and power went out from him and healed them all. Now I don't know if he was, if he was healing you know, one at a time, if, he, you know, if it just started and kind of spread through the crowd, or if it just happened like that. But wouldn't that be the coolest thing? If you were there, and all of a sudden you felt better. And could you just see it moving through the crowd? And people in the back are going, where's that coming from? And then, Jesus does something that you can almost miss if you're not reading carefully. He looked up at his disciples. They're they're not in the crowd. They're back there, over there, up probably a little elevated. And he's down here among the people, and he has to look up at them. Direct eye contact. And included them in his message. Blessed are you. No doubt they were probably a little stunned. Wait a minute, is he talking to us too? We better pay attention. We are his disciples today. And so by extension, God among us looks at us, speaks to us as well. Blessed are you. What would that feel like? To have Jesus literally down among us, working and healing us all. And then to have him look up at us. Because I love the earthiness of Jesus. He doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. We see that in lots of places. When he's with the woman caught, and he bends down and he draws in the dirt with his finger. That's my first question if I get to heaven. What were you drawing? What were you writing in the dirt? Or when he bends down and picks up some dirt and makes spit, spits, makes mud with his spit and heals the blind man. He doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. He doesn't mind getting down among the people working because he's so fully human. He's one of us. But he looks up at his disciples and says, what are you doing right now? People are suffering in poverty and hunger and illness and need right here will you get down here with me and help? And it's easy for us here in our little St. Peter's cocoon. We're comfortable. We're well fed. If you don't believe me, step out into the lobby. We laugh a lot. We're happy. And then we get to Luke's woes. Woes. those woes address some of those things. This is the prickly part. Woe to you who are rich, who are full now, who are laughing now. Sounds pretty damning, doesn't it? But Luke's woes come to us as warnings or admonitions. Not to get so comfortable that we forget to look around us. The things we've been doing so well for so long may need a little shaking up. We can't let that sense of good feeling, that comfort, isolate or insulate or inhibit us from doing Jesus' work in our World right here. There's so much more to be done right here, right now. Now, here at St. Peter's, our world vision is 2020. We support efforts in Guatemala, we support efforts in Syria because we are called to do so. The Holy Spirit moved in the hearts of the people, and those ministries were born. And they thrive. Same with the food pantry on a local level. It is some of the best work we do. But sometimes I still think our close-up vision needs a little sharpening. What, beyond the food pantry, a couple of days a month, are we doing right here on Mitchell Street? What are we doing over on Cross Street? or over on Duncan, or down on Hairston. What are we doing across the street at the junior high school? Last year in Arkansas, our population in the whole state was just under 3 million people. The number who lived in poverty, nearly 480,000. That's 16% of the population living below the poverty line. Of that number, 22% of children under the age of 18 live in poverty. And many of those kids here in Conway are right across the street 185 days a year. And living in poverty impacts children in so many ways and I speak from what I know because I was a public school teacher for 30 years. Inadequate nutrition inhibits growth and mental capacity food insecurity what a term who came up with that enhances anxiety and nine times out of ten will cause behavioral problems and we rank 50th in the country dead last in hunger and food insecurity If this speaks to you at all, please come see me or shoot me an email or call me or text me or send a carrier pigeon or an owl. I don't care. One of the very best things about St. Peter's is its willingness, the willingness of its members to respond to a need. There are opportunities for us to make a real difference, to be instruments of God's grace now Thomas Frank in Feasting on the Gospels writes the Beatitudes are about a community standing with the grieving the poor the hungry as Jesus does practicing the presence of Jesus through acts of care and compassion to learn Christ's way by doing just act just serve just help. And that's our calling as followers of Christ. That's who God created us to be. And the good news is that Christ hasn't left us to act and serve and help all alone. He's still right down here on this plane with us. Healing and sustaining us all. When we act and serve and help in His name, We too are healed and strengthened and made whole. And that's what will turn this world upside down. Amen.